0: Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here, and welcome to the first HDDC podcast. I'm here with Rick Bülow. Is that how I pronounce your name, Rick?
1: Well, for for foreigner, <laughs> it is, yeah, but it's uh, it's very German, so it's Bülow.
0: Ah, uh, oh, Bülow, right? Bülow. Yeah. Well, you pronounced it much more nicely than I did, so we'll go with that, huh? <laughs> um, yes. Anyway. Rick will be my co-host for the HGDC podcast because you know I'm. Although I am somewhat of a one-man army when it comes to the entire HowToDrawComics.net website, I'm trying to make a little bit of a change here and transition into a little into somewhat of a more, uh, I guess you could say, cooperative uh, environment where we're able to work with fantastic, talented artists who come from the same mindset as you know as all of us you know they're on the journey to get better to improve their skill set to hopefully become the comic artist they dream of being and i think that if we can get together both new artists just coming onto the scene experienced artists who are somewhat veterans in the industry then i think we can make a, a very good podcast here which is both informative and uh, interesting and it's entertaining to listen to, and no doubt with uh, Rick here, it'll be very entertaining.
1: <laughs> well, I hope so, and uh, right, that I am not gonna fall asleep upon it, on you because it's like after midnight here after all. But I am doing my best <laughs> to keep myself awake, and as you said, it's gonna be le- uh, learning fall for for both the professionals that's been in the business for a long time, the experienced comic book creators, mm-hmm. and the new ones because that's the difference between you and me as well i'm new in the Mm -hmm. comic book creation part at least i've done art for all of my life but it's been based on the realism and portraits and i'm and stuff Mm. like that so i'm still new to the comic book part whereas you have that's where you've been uh, been around for uh, like years now so so i'll bring that i'll bring that to, to this uh, co-hosting bit, at least? Well, that's the
0: thing. I mean, no matter what medium or style you're working in, the same skills still apply. So, you know, proportions are still going to apply. Anatomy is still going to apply. Really, the, the comic art style, the, the realistic style, and all the mediums that you choose to work in, that's just an expression of your own identity as an artist. Uh, we make the work that we we like the look of ideally hopefully you're making work that you like the look of i guess that's the ultimate goal isn't it is to make art that you're happy with but um i honestly don't think that you have to specifically exclusively be a comic book artist to get value out of this anyway in fact it may even be better to get artists from a few different walks of life on here so that they can give us insight from maybe a bit of a different angle from a different place and I mean that's only gonna broaden our knowledge isn't it so well yeah, yeah. I think that's great Rick and I did see some of your artwork looks amazing um, I know for we're sure. all in pro- a work in progress so to speak but it it really does look great you've got some skills under your belt that's for sure
1: what I mean with that I'm new is that uh, the way I've, uh, I've learned drawing Realism is based on drawing exactly what I can see, whereas most comic book writers use what they have in their mind as well. Their mental library that has to be big. It doesn't have to be that big for a for guy, for painter a, 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 as me because what I want to want to draw, paint is usually right in front of me. You can't do that as a comic book artist if you're drawing Spider-Man or if you're drawing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So
1: so, so, so I have to uh, recode my brain when it comes to that part. And that's where I'm new. And that's what I find interesting to do it that way. I'm also trying to go, trying to learn a more comic slash cartoony kind of style because I find that funny to try out. I've been Mm. doing realism and portrait for like, yeah, 25 years now. So... Or more, give or take. So it's always it's fun. To, time. Al- always fun to try something new, after all. And uh, I al- always like your your art style. I like Patrick Brown. It's really someone I look up to as well. Jonathan Rector. That's, I th- yeah, he's in the group in a, in our how to draw how to draw comics group on Facebook.
0: Yes, he is, and he's a very talented man as well. He's also got a sparse YouTube channel full of comic art tutorials that I'd recommend everybody check out because they're definitely, you know, you're going to get so much value out of, out of this guy. I mean, he, I think that Jonathan and, and a lot of comic book artists, they definitely reflect the kind of lifestyle that many of us lead, which is, you know, we have our day job. And then once we've finished that, once we've <laughs> been dreaming about making comics all day at our day job. And ideally, we're at a day job that allows us to express ourselves in some way anyway. Um, we're able to come home and we're able to work on that comic book that we dream of creating. And I know that a lot of us do that. You know, I <laughs> I haven't started doing that just yet because I'm working on the How to Draw Comics website full time. But, um, but definitely, it's it's the case for many artists.
1: But that's another aspect of drawing comics mm. is to how help, is helping others to follow their dream by by making some the part that you want to do and that's being helpful to all other people that once want, mm-hmm. want want that dream and of course you you want you perhaps want it as well but right now you ra- you rather want to see others su- succeed with you and know and have a feeling and the sense that your teachings have helped them along that that way
0: Oh yeah, exactly, and that's why I do it. That's why I'm so hooked on it, actually, because, um, you know, I'll get, I'll get messages in my in my email inbox on Facebook, um, on the YouTube channel, and I've got artists coming to me thanking me that uh, for the for the knowledge that I've imparted onto them. But it's not just that; it's it's the fact that some of them got back into drawing. They were inspired to pick up the pencil again. Yeah. And sometimes they'll send me uh, works in progress of their art from the years past. And i got to tell you, like, the amount of progress that some of these guys make in a matter of, you know, just a few months, maybe a few years, is astonishing. Their artwork looks like it was done by somebody else entirely. And, you know, I've got one guy in mind that messaged me a few weeks ago, and it's just insane. And... For my what I'm doing to be able to have that much of an impact on my fellow artist, oh man, nothing beats it. Nothing's more rewarding than that. Um, yep. It's one of the reasons that I take so long to bring out a course. You know, I spend a year on a, just developing a course, trying to put it together in exactly the right way that it's going to benefit and give people the most value yep. in the best possible way. Um, you know, because it's worth it. And at the end of the day, I know it's going to have an impact, and I know how many people it's going to help and i don't know about you rick but one of the things that really took <laughs> my skills to a whole new level very very quickly was looking at these online courses by david finch on the nomon workshop not sure if you've seen those but oh, the dynamic yeah, figure drawing yeah. tutorials are oh, yeah. man they made it for me
1: finch, finch is, has really uh, finch's way of teaching is really what uh, at first i i really had an issue struggling with putting my Putting what I usually were able to just draw from vision into into okay now I have to remember how it looks and draw structure and shapes around it and Mm -hmm. Finch was uh, Finch's videos was really the videos that helped me. You know when you see when you learn something Mm. and you can and you just can't see it and then someone comes around and shows you another way and you're like, wow, (laughs) of course. And Finch was, oh, yeah. Finch was that guy for me. And then you came along and you helped me even further.
0: Yeah, yeah, Finch. Another,
1: sorry, another yeah. one I need to, while we're on the subject here, is uh, I need to mention also uh, a member of the group is Rob Basulo. Yes. His teachings Robert. as well. His teachings. If, if you guys that's listening on haven't haven't been to the uh, either jonathan rector's youtube or rob mazolos will will link him down below after this and you should definitely go watch both of them they are really worth it and we hope to see them at some point and talk to them here but <laughs> no promises but we hope to it would it would be a dream of mine at least to have a talk with them
0: hell yes it would be and uh i think you know, those guys being the value givers they are would would definitely be up for it for it if they had the time at some point. But um yeah, Robert Marzullo. I've I've known that guy for a very long time and he is one heck of an artist. And He's also one heck of a teacher.
1: And so humble, so humble. I mean I came So with, humble. I came to mm. him I came to him just messaging like randomly on Facebook at one time with a question I didn't even think he would answer me, but he he actually both answered me and then came back to me messaging like a few days after to to ask how I was doing with the with the replies he gave me and if wow, I wow, that's cool. That's really that's that that really that's really great.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing, man. Um, same with David Finch. You know, the, these are all very humble guys. They're talented, but they're humble, and I think that that can go a really long way, especially when you're an artist, because if you If you believe you're humble, and I think what makes you humble is that you understand that there's always more to learn, that what you're drawing today won't be as good as what you're drawing tomorrow if you're the kind of artist that is constantly improving. I think that's what makes you humble. I think that's what, you know, it takes away the ego. And when the ego is gone for an artist, it allows them to improve at a much faster rate. So... You know, just a, a word to the wise out there. I would say is that always try to try to remain humble, and know that there's always more to learn, and then you will always continue learning.
1: The day you think, the day you think, okay, I'm I'm where I need to be. I'm I'm at I'm at the end of what I can learn from this. Well, mm. then I'd personally say, well, then your then your ego is taking over from. From what's oh, yeah. uh, what's actually true, and you need to rethink your your way of approaching doing art. Because even Jim Lee said it in once in one of his uh, new streams. He's still learning. To this day, he's still learning. He's still improving. It might not be so easy to see as it was like when he was when, it, when he was still up and coming. But he's still improving day by day.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, and if Jim Lee's saying that, <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. I mean
0: uh, yeah, the moment the moment that you think you've made it, the moment that you think you're good enough is the moment you'll stop improving.
1: Exactly. It, um,
0: actually, yeah, uh, well, sh- should we jump into it here and uh, get introductions out of the way? I mean, that's what we should probably spend today's podcast doing is uh, just introducing ourselves to the audience, if you don't already know us. And uh, basically, I guess, running you guys through what we're all about, why we're here, and what we hope to offer you at the end of the day with this podcast. So, uh, well, yeah. what do you think? What order of of, of business should we uh, take this in, Rick?
1: Well, I do, I do believe I've said as much as I, I can. I mean, I'm a, I'm a teacher as you are. I don't think I mentioned that directly, but I teach at a school myself a few Few hours every day, with uh, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. some uh, with some kids that uh, that has the social problems and and them using art is a good way to a good way for them to get away and they're really hmm. fantastic, really good at it as well because I have I have a personal feeling that if you've met a a lot of hardship mm-hmm. in your life. I know it sounds odd, but that's what I've come to with the with the people I've the artists I've surrounded myself with if you have a lot of emotions within you a lot of past maybe hard times it, you you have an easier way to convey that into the pictures you make and it makes you more artistic again in my opi- in my view I've ne- mm-hmm. I don't think I've met an artist yet that doesn't have a background that might be tough in some way or another, if you know what if uh, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, art at the end of the day is a form of expression, especially when we can't express w- what we're feeling in words. And so, I think it's it's one of the most important aspects about art, and it's a, an ad- another additional thing that I guess a lot of people don't really realize art can give you and. I don't think it's just specific to drawing necessarily or comic books or anything like that. I actually think that this applies to all forms of art, whether you're a music creator, you know, you're in a band, or whether or not you're a writer. I think that all of these different forms of expression uh, allows us to communicate how we're feeling to the world and to get those feelings out. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this yourself, Rick, or you guys out there listening – but i found that, and this is just in my experience, but i found that a lot of people who don't seem to have those outlets of expression, they seem to be emotionally congested, you could say. Like, they're they're just not a lot of the time they, they don't seem happy they don't say se- they seem a little bit flat and i i honestly think that if they had some kind of way of getting how they felt out there into the world or just expressing themselves regardless of whether they're happy or they're sad or they're angry or, or you know they're, they're full of joy yeah i think that having that form of expression is is a really incredible thing to be able to have it's a gift really i think we're meant to be creators to an extent
1: well, yeah, yeah well, I, I see I see your point and I totally agree with you that people that don't have that outlet in any shape or form really seems closed, uh, emotionally closed, like, mm. yeah, like, as you said, yeah, contest- big time. and my sister, as an example, was, was like that for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tried when she was even younger to work as a singer because he was told by everyone when she was little she had a really good voice but you mm-hmm. know when when you're young you get told things that might not 100% be <laughs> true and then you grow up and then you then she tried to go into the Danish version of uh, Idol idols mm-hmm. don't worry I've been allowed to tell this story <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: yes yes <laughs> And, um, no, definitely. This sounds good so far. You're doing well, Rick.
1: <laughs> and she, um, and she got turned down so hard that she just dropped everything about singing at all, and she just turned more and more emotionally flat, flat.
0: Ouch, man. That's and, upsetting.
1: And, uh, just to, just to prove your point a little bit. And uh, after some time, I, I mean, she. I always try to get her to draw or paint or something like that then because yeah and then she got pregnant and and mm. when you get pregnant apparently i can't tell i haven't been it myself yet <laughs> but yeah but you 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 get emotional i've i've been told don't don't <laughs> please don't get mad think... at me the internet
0: <laughs> i think that might be true yeah i think i think there's something oh, to no. that
1: yeah. We should be careful. <laughs> no.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Continue on with your story and, quickly and she, before we get in trouble.
1: And she had, <laughs> and she had all that uh, kept in emotions, and she lashed mm. out and everything at, at a lot of people, and that hurt her as well because he didn't want to. So I forced her at one point. I bought her a painting, uh, a painting, uh, painting stuff, and told her, "Well, stop paint, stop paint, what you feel." And she began doing mm. that, and she began opening up by doing that, and she opened up as a person as well.
0: That is so great, man. What an awesome story.
1: I I did longer story than I thought it would be, but <laughs> it got the point across, the list, so I agree. So yeah, my point, basically my point is I agree with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I think you put that perfectly. It's a, a perfect example of exactly what I'm talking about. I think they call that art therapy. In fact, I think there's an actual
1: well, an actual
0: term for it.
1: That's kind of what I what is been told. I'm doing with the with the kids at at the school I'm working for.
0: Mm. Well, that's great, man. Um. Well, so you're a teacher, and it, as it turns out, I'm also a teacher, but not just on how to draw I'm also a teacher who teaches students as well. Um, Probably not as young as the students that uh, you're teaching, Rick, and um, they're not special needs or anything like that, but I've taught in a number of different courses, which is super, super weird, right? Like, initially, I started out in a games course where I was teaching concept art, and then I was teaching 3D modeling in that games course, level design in that games course, again, all for video games. And uh, digital sculpting, and so I was kind of an all-rounder. I was was good at all these different facets, and I think it was because of the fact that I was just really darn interested in all the cool things that you could do with video games. Literally, here we were, able to come up with an idea, a design for a character or a design for an environment, a virtual environment. And we were actually able to craft that. We were actually able to create it and walk around in it, interact with these characters that began merely as an idea. So that was super inspiring. However, as we all know, what we ultimately have to do at the end of the day is we've got to really start to bring in our scope and focus on just one specific skill to master. And for me, I was torn. I was torn between concept art and 3d modeling and comic book art and the thing is comic book art was really at the end of the day what i wanted to do but you know back then i was a teenager and you know i had kind of dabbled in comics a little bit i'd worked on a comic with dark myth uh productions at the time called um sergeant iron i believe and you know it was it was tough and i felt You know, specifically, Tom, because of the industry, the state of the industry, at least at that time, I was worried that it was going to lead to a dead end, that it wasn't really going to be the kind of career that would ultimately be sustainable or that I'd be able to get into. But uh, those feelings of doubt and, uh, I guess, hopelessness didn't beat my passion for creating comics. And so I ultimately went with that. I said, you know what? I got to get serious. I got to get good. And so I bought sketchbook after sketchbook, and I filled it up to the brim, full of studies. You know, every chance I could get, if I was uh, watching watching the TV and the ad breaks, I'd start to I'd open up my sketchbook, I'd draw a bunch of sketches. Um, if I was on the train to work, I'd draw a bunch of sketches, and I would do this over and over again. Doing, as Todd McFarlane did in the beginning, studying each part of the body individually until I got comfortable with it and then pulling it all together until I was drawing full characters in different poses, of course. I I practiced the gesture drawings and, um, you know, ultimately, slowly but surely over the years, you know, I was looking back, Rick, it's been about, man, like 10 years since I left high school, which is just insane to me. Like, the time, I sound like an old person now, but the time really does go in the blink of an eye.
1: I, I, do, and... have, I do have a feeling I'm older than you, actually, so <laughs> <But> go on. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, you know, um, and looking back, it's just insane how far the art has come, because it does feel like yesterday sometimes that I was drawing yeah. in a specific way. Yeah. Um, but month in and month out, you know, I'll notice improvements, and it's What's insane is that you, you're never really there. Like it, you're always improving. You, especially if you're always being inspired by the artists around you. You know, I mean, that's what the How to Draw Comics group is good for. Every single day, we go onto this forum, and talented artists who are either you know they're on the road, they're trying to learn new things, or they're just flat-out pros. They're posting up their work, and I think that what's great for us is that we get to see that. And we get to see people growing. We get to see them improving. We, we get to see artists who, who know what they're doing and, and the kind of work that they're able to create. Well, once they've started to develop their skills to that high level and, yeah, man, like that's what keeps me going. I don't know about yeah. you. Like I'm not intimidated by good artists. I'm inspired by them. And I go, man if this artist can do that if they can get to this level and they can create this kind of work i can too it's and, physically possible for me to be able to do that
1: yeah uh, and, and that's the mindset that that y- that you need to have as an artist but many people don't have and that's why they don't succeed and that's that's the, that's the hard truth of it many people say say the worst compliment i can i have ever gotten and i continue to get is I wish I was as good at at, at painting slash drawing as you are. I, I know that they mean it as a good compliment, but I've, I I ne- <clears throat> I always feel bad when I get it because it's like, oh, but you can be though. Yeah, totally. You know, you know what I mean. I, I know it, 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 it's meant as a compliment, but it's really not if you think about it, because you're putting yourself down in order to give tell me that I'm good at what I do, and that's that's not. I, I, do, mm. I, personally, as a teacher, don't, don't really want to hear it because it hurts me, uh, when I hear mm. another artist say, "I wish I was as good as you."
0: Mm. Yeah. Totally. And I mean, you know, it's a good and a bad thing. They're clearly inspired by you, which is absolutely awesome. I,
1: I know their intentions behind the compliment. Don't get me wrong. I know their mm. intentions, and I'm glad. Thinking of the intentions, but, but just. It just feels mm-hmm. when you overthink it. I, I tend to overthink the small things. <laughs> and yeah. it just sounds yeah. like I'll never be as good as you. But if you train and you put your mind to it, you can almost do anything.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. You can learn any skill. And it just so happens that drawing is a technical skill. And it can be practiced. And it can be mastered. With repetition, you can actually you know you're going to improve no matter what it it's impossible not to prove improve rather if if you if you're practicing every single day and practicing the right thing because as we know you can practice things in the wrong way and sometimes that's going to be a worse place to start off than at than if you had no experience at all because then you have to unlearn all the bad crap all the yeah. all the things that you, you've learned how to do wrong yeah. and you know breaking old habits is is pretty hard sometimes especially when we think what we're doing is working you know sometimes i'll get um i've had artists in the past who will uh critique me and i love critique rick i mean yeah. critique i think if you're an artist and hey let's admit it right nobody likes getting critiqued nobody likes negative feedback um, but it's the thing that makes you improve not being able to get compliments for your work you know that that feels nice and it gets the dopamine spikes happening but it doesn't really help you to make progress at the end of the day it's only going to be critiqued that second third, fourth pair of eyes on your work that are going to spot out the things that you're not quite seeing, which will help if you're able to, to spot them. If they, they're brought to your attention, they will help you to improve if you can address them. So, um, you know, but at the same time, you've got to be careful of where that advice is coming from because not everybody knows what they're talking about either. And that brings me to to my first point. You know, I had this uh, guy who, who was critiquing my work one day and he was talking to me about the proportions of the bodies of my characters.
1: Are we talking about, and, we talking about the, the buff female? Uh, no, no, not her.
0: Okay. <laughs> not her. This, this was a long time ago, actually. Ah, okay. And uh, this this guy suggested that, that I needed to make the torsos of my character much longer. And, you know, I was like, I don't, you know, I'm always open, but I didn't think that that was quite right. Um, because I was looking at my character, I thought, well, you know, the proportions will kind of check out here, actually. It looks fine. Yeah. And uh, eventually yeah. I went to this this, this artist's uh, art page and I looked at the characters and this guy's proportions for his bodies were so out of whack. The bodies were way too elongated. And I'm like, this guy um, is is giving me advice that if I followed that, my drawings would be worse off for it. Yeah. And of course, you know, this was the kind of artist that really didn't want any advice. So it didn't it didn't matter what I said to this dude, how much I tried to help him out, unfortunately he was very set in his ways. Those old habits were very ingrained to the point where he was no longer flexible enough to be able to change up his approach and actually get a better result within his work. So I think always remain open, especially if you're on the journey. Of becoming the artist that you want to be because that's how you're going to get to where you want to get to much faster it's basically you teleporting to the the closer and closer to the end destination rather than having to go through all the trials and tribulations blindly on your own
1: yeah totally totally because but but then again there's also differences of how to give your feedback because Mm. I, i even though i want criticism i don't just want to hear his his arms look shitty his arms look like spaghetti i want to know why (laughs) you think that i want constructive criticism because if you just say if if you just say your arms your arms look like spaghetti that's that's that sounds more like you're trying to hurt me than actually trying to help me
0: yeah, some people are really brutal when they give feedback, and um, <laughs> it doesn't take it any easier to t- it doesn't make it any easier to take. And I think that that's what people who are giving feedback need to understand is that you've got a responsibility here to, you know, help your fellow artists, but in a way which isn't going to absolutely crap all over and obliterate the artwork that they're creating because. That's very close to us. Our artwork comes from within. It's a, it's a very intimate process to actually create something. And when somebody else comes along who you don't really know, who you may not trust, and they decide to tell you how it should be, it can be kind of hard to take.
1: Your, um, e- your, so... your ego kicks in re- immediately, no matter how much oh, you yeah. say it doesn't. It does. It just, who are you to tell me that?
0: Oh yeah, every everybody's ego is going to kick in, um, and if if you if you say that it's not, you're lying because uh, your your artwork means something to you, right? Because and so if it means something to you, you're going to get protective of it. It's it's just the way it is. Um, so I think that not only is there a way to take critique, there's also a way to give critique, and I think the best approach. And I know some people will probably disagree with me on this, but I, I like the. Uh, the feedback sandwich, right? Yeah, you give I a compliment love that one. Yeah. And it's important because as an artist, you need to know what you're doing right anyway. So good feedback is just as valuable as negative feedback. So I think, yeah, tell the artist what they're doing right. Tell them what they could improve on, not what they're doing wrong, but what they could actually improve on. Here's what would make the work better than it already is. And then end on another positive note. because. Here's the thing, as much as getting feedback is important, being encouraged to continue onward is even more so. And I know that for me, if I didn't get the encouragement that I had when I was younger, I probably wouldn't be here doing art. I probably wouldn't have started howtodrawcomics.net and my skills would be nowhere near the, the level that they're at, the place that that, that I'm at as an artist. Uh, so I think that it's super important not to destroy somebody when you're giving them so-called feedback
1: because then it's not really feedback is it if 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 they don't get anything mm. out of it or, other than yeah your your, your your arm looks like crap that's not feedback well, well yeah that's the, that's just insulting
0: exactly and you know artists do have egos of course but i think that um you know if be careful that if you're giving feedback you don't have too much of an ego either because uh You know, in the end, I think that, you know, one of the reasons that people will set out to shut an artist down who who they believe that they might be helping, but, you know, in the end, I I think that the person giving feedback may just be trying to feel good about maybe being part of the process or, you know, something along those lines. I know that... Or or not
1: sadly feeling good about themselves, but, but... Yeah, by, the owner, by being b- a bully. Yeah, basically being a bully. Yeah, and that's ne- yeah exactly. And that's, and that's never okay.
0: That's never okay, especially when you're you're tearing apart somebody else's work. But you know, in the end, as we were saying, Rick, it ultimately comes down to being being good at taking critique and being good at giving critique. And if we can all work together, then I think that we can, as a whole. Level up our skills without anybody getting hurt, and we can help each other do that, which is the kind of community that I dream of. How to draw comics being? I mean, it is that kind of community. I was just about to people say, people throw out questions all the time, and
1: that's what it is. Yeah, that's what the group is. I'm, I'm, I, I've recently returned from the group to the group after a, after a, after a longer break, because I had a, mm-hmm. I had a slight breakdown where with uh, with my art and. I just had to mm-hmm. take a break from everything, so I left everything called art on the internet, just to not be reminded, just to, you know, take a breather.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And,
1: and when I when when I when I was there the first time, you, you, it was still struggle struggling at at how how things were had to be, but you it was getting there, and then I got back, and then it was like. This is like the best group. For this is the group I always wanted to be a part of myself, as I've mm-hmm. said to you many times. Because the we are over to, what what are we now? 20,500 20, people. Yeah. And That's a lot of people. And we are only four. And we are only four admins. I, I yeah. I've never been in a group otherwise with that many people with that few admins.
0: Yeah and I, I, I yeah,
1: and I could even say that I I'm not uh, that I I th- uh, I'm not that necessarily needed as such as the admin when I came in because you you had you had that part covered really great except for there was a, there was a lab in ta- in the time zones because the three of you were living around the same place where I could fill in and help yeah. And help, yeah. help with stuff like this but but you three alone ha- had it had it going as well pretty pretty decently and that that says a lot about the people in the community community more than the admins themselves because we're actually not working that hard to keep it going because people <laughs> in the people in the community are doing that themselves and that's yeah, just, exactly and that's it's... awesome that's just that's that just shows what kind of community and group this is
0: yeah I think that's why I've always given credit to the community is because at the end of the day it's them that make it the group that it is and that's not me like you know trying to be nice or anything it's just the truth it really is like I I can't take credit at all for the way that that group has gone I'm as surprised as anybody else that it's become such a valuable learning sanctuary for us artists um, and an inspiring place to be as well on top of that you know in the beginning the truth is I just wanted to create a place which was somewhat of a focus group where I could also post my art and and not be alone doing that that other people would post their art and I didn't dream of it actually becoming this big and so it was quite a surprise to me later on down the line where now we're at 20 over 20,000 members and it's still going strong. People are still super engaged. People are still putting out questions and getting a comment after comment answered back to them. And it's just, uh, you know, I think people know that they can ask anything, that they can share art that they're less than proud of and not feel as though they're going to be shut down or that they need to be embarrassed about that. And that is such an awesome uh, achievement that I think that, we've we've made not just me and the other admins but also the community as a whole that we've made this place for ourselves and i think that the potential for it to become even greater than what it already is is almost
1: guaranteed and that's and that's one of the reasons why i thought a podcast would be great because then we can work towards building out expanding our idea our our idea of as a community to to grow bigger and with a Mm. podcast will that that'll help and maybe later on other ideas will come up like the challenge of the month that i started yes
0: yeah that was cool
1: yes that was my ego taking over there for a second i am sorry but (laughs) but yeah (laughs) i i did ask you and you were up for it and i'm really glad because that's Mm. that's a good people are really engaged in that as well i mean i've yeah. I've never had so many likes on on a <laughs> Facebook po- post ever, so yeah. so that just shows again how many people are. Have you Have you tried to search for the hashtag hashtag recently?
0: Uh no, I haven't done so recently.
1: That's also something we are gonna do in the pos- podcast from now on. By the way, to those lessons. we're gonna we're actually gonna find a winner of all of them, and then may. Maybe maybe be something uh, something of a prize. Maybe Yeah, definitely. God damn it, Clayton. Just, <laughs> just maybe. I
0: just I just, just keep straight to the point, man. I'm like, what all <laughs> yeah. oh, this mis mystery? Of course. No, look. I don't know about you. I mean some people love surprises. So we can we can have a surprise uh gift or a surprise prize.
1: Well, I, I told you <laughs> at the end
0: of the challenge. I
1: told you to handle the prize, so I don't even know. So it's gonna be a surprise to a uh, prize for me. What you came come up with?
0: Oh well, yeah. It, it'll be it'll be good. It'll yes. be good. I'll, I'll think of something, and uh, I'm sure that it'll be you know just my style. It'll be something that uh, helps the winner out in some way. I'm sure. Um. But yeah. Is
1: it gonna be a gift yep. card to our Outback Steakhouse? Uh, sorry. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, I had to. I, I had to. I had to pu- push in one Australian joke at least.
0: Oh, that's an Australian joke. Oh well, yes. <laughs> Out, uh, by Outback Steakhouse, we really do mean the Outback, where we're cooking steaks on a rock. It's fantastic. In the sun, under the hot sun, that's all you need.
1: Kangaroo steaks.
0: Kangaroo steaks. No, but, yeah, poor kangaroo.
1: Uh, speaking speaking <laughs> of jokes, just to uh, just to change it like uh, a second here. I've heard that Australia is really fake, that it's, that it's just actors living on the island. Oh, yeah. I, it's I've, just, re- you know, I've, I've read that on the internet, and you know if it's on the internet, it's true.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, I went to the Outback Steakhouse the other day with Hugh Jackman and
1: uh, That's Chris
0: Hemsworth. That was fantastic.
1: That's amazing. Hugh Jackman is, pl- is an actor acting like an actor that's yeah that's, no, that's some Inceptions kind of nah.
0: uh, o- <laughs> Aussie Inception yeah. totally no nah, I love Hugh Jackman I love, I'm very proud of all the Aussie actors actually yep. um especially because of the fact that most of the marine comic book movies of some kind
1: yeah of co- <laughs> yeah, yeah well I only know the Hemsworth and uh, Jackman actually when it comes to Australian actors
0: well, that's who I'm, who I'm thinking of as well. Marco
1: Robbie but, as well. Uh, but she, been,
0: Margot Robbie, there you go. She's
1: been in Suicide Squad also, so you're on point she there. She has but been. All, have <laughs> all us Australian actors been a superhero or in a superhero movie? Yeah. Uh, uh, answer yeah, answer pretty... that in the comments, please, because I, I actually don't know.
0: I'm sure not all of them are in comic book movies, but... Uh, maybe that's a rule um,
1: maybe that's law maybe that's that's a rule that australians have to be in a comic book anyways we are drifting
0: we are we can always depend on you rick yeah i'm good to at... uh to let us drift off into the abyss
1: yep <laughs> i'm good at that
0: but uh hey you are that's about... why we've got you here it's man. All... the comic relief
1: oh 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 okay
0: as well as your pearls of wisdom
1: oh nice well, it's 2 to um, the night. Yeah. Okay. Can you blame
0: me? I can't believe it's so late there. You must be very tired. Um, I'm still waking up, so I'm kind of tired as well. But I'm becoming more awake as we talk, and, and beca- you're becoming more tired. So it's going to be amazing. We'll see what it's, happens. It's
1: going to be amazing when we got American interviews.
0: Oh, yeah. It will be good. I'll have to figure that one out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then I'll sound like you. I'll be... I'll be going off on tangents as well. It'll be fantastic. And I'll
1: just be snoring in the background and go. Huh, uh, what?
0: Exactly. That. Anyways. <laughs> that's what you'll be doing. Back
1: to the art. Um, we will talk.
0: Back to the yard.
1: We also have the. We have the challenge of the month where there'll be prizes. We have. Mm. I got a few ideas more that I need to run by you, but. No spoil Yeah, definitely. No spo- No spoilers there. But here's, yeah, here's, no here's my question. Actually, something I seen a seen a, to, about you, and I actually mentioned to you in in a, one of our chats. You have a really dedicated mentality when it comes to art. Yeah. Also something That's... also something something that you mentioned earlier. Something that I could see could also be a hindrance to you in a way, mm-hmm. because. As you said, when when you dwell into these courses, you keep working on them and keep working on them. But have you ever considered that you may put too much work into them at a time? Because you 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 keep teasing people and people keep stop teasing us, stop teasing us. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. and when and you really you there is this thing with okay you have. I can understand the part that you really want to teach as mu- much as possible but you also need to like sh- like find a pr- find a good good time to say okay this is kind of where I can stop this because some of your teachings when you when you show showed some of your things like in in the group are mm. often close to being the same but a little different a little different a little different is that something you 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 think about yourself? Hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, it's I've got a problem, Rick, and that is being a perfectionist. Yeah. I am a raging yeah. perfectionist. Oh,
1: really? I, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah, you know, it it's a hard one I... because uh, you know, it doesn't entirely I mean, it, it does. Look, I'll tell you, it holds it holds back the process. And it does take much longer. You know, the How to Draw Women and Female Heads course has been probably a year in the making. i revised it like three or four times. Yeah. And you, you, the thing is... You yep, had yeah.
1: just started on it when I took my break. And when I come back, you're still yeah. on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's... In the end... I'm so thankful that I didn't release it back then because the first version was pretty much complete when I initially did it. All I needed to do was edit it, but it wasn't – I always look at the course and I go, well, it doesn't matter how much time I've spent on it, okay? And this is how I also price the course as well. It doesn't matter how much time I've spent on it doesn't matter if it takes a couple of months. doesn't matter if it takes a couple of years. What matters at the end of the day is the kind of value that it's going to deliver to the artists out there that are going to get the most benefit out of it. And so that's what I'm always trying to do. I'm thinking about the structure of the course. How best to structure it in a way where it's going to be absorbed, where it's actually going to deliver real results. And how am I going to make it? do that in an entertaining engaging way in a way in which is going to hook in the audience hook in the learners and get them buzzed about getting better how am i going to how am i going to do it in a way where i'm able to show them inspiring artwork that gets their creative juices flowing and then also gives them the you know i've actually started um scripting out the entire course because i knew that that was the only way that i could get real, high-quality, chrome-of-the-crop information into the course, because I found that previously, the way that I'd been doing it, where I was just kind of doing the narration off the cuff, it wasn't... There was a lot of great information in there, but it wasn't getting to the point. And so that's why I went back and I revised. It was also... This was also a much better way, because I could craft what I was going to say, and I could craft what I was going to show, and I knew that by composing the course in this way, I had complete control over whether or not it was going to be the course I'd envisioned it to be, whether or not it was going to be great, whether or not it was going to be valuable. And I think that as it currently stands, you know, not only is my artwork more on point than ever, the demonstrations are more on point than ever, but it sounds good and it looks good. And it's just so much better than it would have otherwise been if I released it earlier. And so I'm happy that I waited all this time. And the price isn't going to be any different than I initially set out to to price it at. Uh, You know, I had a I was out to dinner with a friend the other day, and he said, "Clayton, you know, you put so much time into this course, like you should, uh, you know, charge this much." And it was way, way more than what I had initially planned on pricing it at. And I said, "You know what, man." I'm never going to, to price these courses on the amount of time I've spent on creating them because ultimately, if they're valuable enough, they'll make back the the amount of you know money that I've spent uh, uh, in comparison to the time that I've spent on making it regardless. I want to make a classic here, not a one-hit wonder. I don't want people jumping into the course, spending their time and money on it only to find that, you know, it, it looks okay, but it doesn't really give them the results that they're after. And that's what I want. I want people at the end of this course to see a noticeable change within their drawing abilities. I want, And also the other thing is, Rick, as well, like the actual way I approach drawing the female head, which this course is focused on, has changed as well like I've, I've literally I can see through that. deep analysis I can see that. I've, I've come up with better ways of doing it
1: I can also see I can also see that in the in the in the art you're showing just if I go back to what to when you started it as I said yeah so now it's oh it's two almost completely different different <laughs> yeah it looks like it's something you could have done like five years ago. But it's only one year so your own improvement yeah. your own improvements has also helped helped yeah make this course take that much longer than it maybe probably could have done had yeah. had it been with another with a mindset of earning money rather than actually help people. Because that's what well, that's what yeah. that's what you're doing with these courses. It's not about making money. You do you do it <laughs> Which is kind of what I wanted to go with with the question Mm. uh, for you to answer. It's for you to give something to give something to up and coming artists that you you may you may Mm. you probably missed yourself when you were learning in one way or the other. So you're trying to give that to the artists now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I can only agree with that and respect that personally that it's more yeah. it's more about wanting to give people than than take than taking their money for something how <laughs> uh how fast
0: yeah yeah, yeah. look I, I always say you know i'm a good artist uh, well i'm an okay artist uh i'm an i'm an okay teacher i'm a good teacher you know i've been teaching for since i left university so I've been teaching for many years now, probably eight years or so and so at the end of the day, um, what given, given that what you know that said, I'm a terrible businessman and all of my, all of my friends will tell you that They'll I, say, I know, hey, I, you're ter- you're a terrible businessman, yeah,' this business. It's a good thing that you've got some money put away for a rainy day because you're taking way too long on putting these courses together. But you know, when I, whenever I create a course and I'm focusing on a specific topic, whether it be the proportions course, whether it be the the how to draw women series that I've got planned or the how to draw men series, I want those courses to be the course on that topic, right? Yeah. To be the course that everybody is going to look to. I want. The how to draw comics courses to have the reputation where not only do you get an extremely high production quality in the course, but also when you go through it, it's going to give you the real results, right? And uh, not yeah, like, like I don't, and you're yeah. and,
1: and you're not gonna have these uh, these insane jumps from uh, from uh, yeah. you know, session to session, like other books may have, where you're just like, what mm. happened there? Did I, did I miss a page or something you're gonna make it flowing and for in order to do that it takes longer.
0: Well yeah exactly it's funny because you know the Loomis uh, method who I'm sure a lot of the listeners are, are familiar with, um, I do use somewhat of a version of that when it comes to constructing the female head um, but I go through it in a way and I give you guys exercises which are going to allow you to really implement that uh-huh. in a way which is is going to work because if you've actually gone through the loomis method and you practice it a few times yeah. you'll be able to replicate the examples shown in the book however going out on your own it's very difficult to make it work and it takes a long time to really get your head around it and so this is a, another thing i was discussing with my friend as well he's somewhat of a a novice artist and and he was discussing that the loomis method with me and um and said very much the same thing that, you know, it, it sounded really great in theory, but, you know, put into practice, it was just kind of tough to, to really make work in a dynamic way. Yeah. And so after going through my own uh, <laughs> trials and tribulations with it, and, you know, I one thing that I could never really get was a 100% consistent result when it came to drawing heads, you know, sometimes they'd work out well, and sometimes they wouldn't. But I really do feel like I've created a system here, a method, where in the course it's going to give you a consistent result. In other words, every drawing will be the same as the last. In fact, if there's any change, it'll only be an improvement. It'll only be a refined version of what you've already done, but you'll never go backwards. So I'm excited to get this course out, and I'm really super appreciative that everybody has been so patient in in allowing me to put it together and to give you something which is the best it can be
1: there's there's a lot of people annoyed at you that it takes so long and that's 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 meant in a good way of course because we oh yeah we just want and i say we because i'm i'm one of those people that's annoyed at you for for, for being so damn perfectionist but i am as well so i can relate
0: it's always a balance trick, like, because I could have got this course out a long time ago. Um, however, and, you know, my own brother, Corey, who's a comic book artist, you might have seen his artwork oh, yeah, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the group. He's a really cool um,
1: artist
0: as well. Dude, he would just look at me like I was an insane person every time I went to redo this thing. Well, And well, uh, he's not, he's
1: not
0: and I felt, like a, I felt like an insane person, to be honest. You know, like throwing out so much work so much work hours hours of dialogue there has been times when this course has been upwards of you know ten twenty, thirty 20 30 hours long and that's another reason why i had to cut it back and refine it because it just wasn't it just wasn't as pinpointed or laser focused as it could be and that's what i really want to deliver
1: mm, of course mm. so so i i can <laughs> understand i can understand that and i See it in myself as well, the perfectionist things, like my recent Thanos took me, mm. I, could, I could have continued with that for for even more hours. I didn't even start with the background because I knew if I started with a background, it would take like 10 more hours just to do that.
0: Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah, so I just had to stop. Yeah. It's I mean, that's a tough thing as an artist, is is knowing when to stop, when enough is enough, when it's good to ship. And I think that that's something that we all struggle with. I'm a big perfectionist. You're a big perfectionist. We're all, at the end of the day, we're perfectionists. And I think, you know, there's something about it, Rick, where I do believe that being a perfectionist is somewhat of a dying skill in and of itself because in this day and age we want everything right now most people do we're very impatient we find it difficult to focus on things for a very long period of time but that's the key to getting actually we, good quality stuff produced people
1: give people give people start uh, starting to give up participation awards I mean that in, yeah. uh, that in itself is proving your point that you don't Mm. need to focus or train to do this or that because you'll always you'll get a participation award and that will help build up some confidence in you that you that will make you flawed in the uh, flawed in the end because it won't push you to be number yeah absolutely it won't push you to be number one if you get a uh, get an award just to be being there just by showing up
0: Mm. And that's yeah exactly. That's
1: that's the that's the f- funny thing about an artist. You really have to have a really weird mindset, because you have to you have to be hum you have to be humble, but at the same time you also have to be confident uh, confident to the extent that's almost almo- almost overconfidence. Well, and, and, yes. you, and you have to have an ego in order to look past to see through. Uh, yeah bad things but you still have to be humble enough to accept them
0: Yeah it's never here or there and, it's, and it's have, always a balance And
1: you have to be a perfectionist why while, while at the same time you acknowledge the fact that not, nothing you do is perfect So yeah big so time So it's really not easy being an uh, being an artist when you put it down like it, that it,
0: you have to be a monk right, right? you have to have extreme patience yeah. you have to have not any ego but a little bit of an ego yeah and uh, yeah i mean it's it's very very true you have to and you have to
1: be patient but also you have you, you have to show off your art because you want people to see it so you have to be yeah. so you have to be you have to work, learn to work faster as well but you also have to be again it's it's you have, you're you're playing with a lot of opposi- opposites in order to, bo- mm. you, you have to juggle a lot of opposites as an artist.
0: Yeah, um, a lot of them, I, I think what we don't realize is having an ego as an artist isn't inherently bad. It the, the question is, does it work for you or does it work against you? And you know, when it comes to perfectionism, does it work for you or does it work against you? when it comes to getting things out at a very fast rate, does it work for you or does it work against you? And usually it's not 100% one or the other, it's a balance, it's somewhere in the middle. Sometimes you're going to have a preference toward one end of the the spectrum than the other, but ultimately at the end of the day, you've gotta do what feels right for you. And unfortunately, sometimes in the business of comics, in the industry, you don't really always have a choice. You've got deadlines to meet, and you do have to get things out on time. I have the luxury of taking as long as I want, um, at the expense of the, at the expense of the incredible patience of the audience. And um, un- sadly, unfortunately, you know, hopefully they're still hungry for it by the end. But you know, in the end, when the real world comes in, comes into play, and you're actually working there in a studio, and you've got a deadline to meet. You do have to kind of sacrifice the quality of your work to meet those deadlines. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back on a, on an artist we talked about earlier, Jonathan Rector, who's uh, who actually just went through all all that we just talked about by starting doing hmm. what he wants instead of doing what he thought his his goal wants he he wanted to be yeah. in dc and marvel for many years so he he tried to work out his uh, style to uh, style to work with that but recently he he he's gotten a new mindset i won't get too much into it because i'm still hoping that he's gonna come on here on here <laughs> and that will be the subject for that that interview with him because i really want to go deeper into this because it's an important thing yeah. to know as well but I'll I'll yeah. I'll hold it off as much as possible at least,
0: and <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll 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 jump on at some point. It's just a matter of time. A lot of the uh, a lot of the, the situation is because you know as artists we're we're always talking about those deadlines. We're always on a little bit of a schedule, but hopefully um, we'll be able to organise it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's the first hour of the podcast.
0: That is brilliant, and yes, you are right, Rick. It has been an absolute pleasure, my man. uh, It's been great.
1: I first now looked at the recordings for this, and it's like, oh, it's been an hour already? Yeah,
0: it's been an hour already. It's flown by, hasn't it? Well, hopefully the audience, the listeners out there, our fellow comic artisans, will enjoy the first podcast that we put together for you guys. I hope that you got some value out of it, we really are passionate about giving you as much value as we possibly can. And we try to do that through How to Draw Comics as much as possible with the podcast, with the video tutorials, the written tutorials. And also, if you don't already know, the How to Draw Comics comic book store where we're trying to get independent creators out there some more and hopefully gather a wider audience for them.
1: That means so, you as well. That means you, the listener, as well. If you, <laughs> if you, need, if you need a place... You got a comic, but you're not, you're unsure where to start to publish it. Grab grab yeah. Clayton. I'm sure he'll he'll help you out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the end, uh, we want to make How to Draw Comics the ultimate resource for aspiring comic book artists to level up their abilities. Um, that's our mission. That's what we want to do, and hopefully, this podcast will lend to that. So, uh, yeah. I guess we'll wrap it
1: up and, and I, next time. Uh, we'll... Lastly, I hope people are able to understand my tired accent. <laughs> I try. Your
0: tired, Denmarkian Denmark- accent. Yeah,
1: huh? uh, it's called Danish accent. <laughs> Danish.
0: Danish. Yeah. Denmarkian. Denmark- Denmark- you know, I don't know. I just wanted <laughs> to get Star Wars on this, but.
1: Oh, oh! I like that.
0: You like it, it? Yeah. Denmarkian? Yeah. It's a new it's a new uh it's a new race I've come up with.
1: I'm gonna no, I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna make a drawing of yeah, a steal ten, it, I'm man. gonna make a drawing of a Denmarkian.
0: Do it. <laughs> Do it totally. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's time for me to get to work on that course that we were talking about pre just before. And uh I need to let you get some sleep, my man. So well, thank
1: you. That's nice of you.
0: thanks for being here, and uh, thank you guys for also being here, and we'll see you next time.